Welcome to the Fear and Greed Business Interview. I'm Sean Aylmer. The Australian housing market looks to have found its mojo again. According to Domain, the last quarter saw capital city house prices post their steepest gain since 2021. In fact, they've now recouped roughly half of the value lost in the most recent downturn last year. And unit prices seem to be heading up again also, at least in most major cities. Dr. Nicola Powell is Domain's Chief of Research and Economics. Nicola, welcome back to Fear and Greed. Thank you for having me back on. It's an absolute pleasure. So first, the stats, just how big was the recovery in the June quarter and even the half year, I suppose, for housing first and then for units? Yeah, I mean, the June quarter was, you know, I think particularly poignant. We've got now every single capital city rising apart from Canberra. You know, Canberra, we saw house prices flatline. But across the combined capitals, we saw house prices rise by 2.7% over the June quarter. So what that means is house prices were roughly rising about four times faster than the previous quarter. So it really showcases that that momentum of price growth really gathered over the June quarter. And look, a similar outcome for unit prices, but just not quite as strong and a little bit diverse across the different cities. But on the combined capital city level, we saw unit prices increase 2.6%. But that's actually quite the turning point overall for unit prices. It's actually the first quarterly increase since late 2021. And it's the most substantial quarterly gain in two years. So it showcases that momentum and that acceleration that we're generally seeing in Australia's housing market recovery. Okay, so Sydney's still leading the way? Of course it is. It absolutely is. You know, we saw actually quite a jump in house prices in particular in Sydney. They rose 5.3% in the three months to June. And, you know, that is quite the rise for, you know, a quarter. And that's four times faster than the previous quarter. And what we've got now is Sydney is the furthest along in its price recovery. So it's roughly recouped about two thirds of what was lost during the wow. term. Yeah. I mean, we saw 151,000 lost from Sydney's median house price. We have now seen $97,000 of that being recouped in just six months. So, you know, this rebound to date has been quite a quick one. And I think particularly so, we really saw that acceleration over June. Okay. I mean, I want to get into the reasons for it, but just quickly, uh, so Melbourne and Brisbane are also interesting as well. So what's happening there in those two cities? Yeah, so Melbourne and Brisbane aren't as is are not as far along the property cycle as Sydney. What we saw, Melbourne has found a price trough, so is Brisbane, and they're now into recovery mode. We've got house and unit prices rising again uh, in Melbourne, and it's actually the first quarterly increase in a year and a half for houses. So such a turnaround, which has followed five consecutive quarters of a decline. Look, a very similar story in Brisbane as well. We've seen Brisbane house prices continue to recover over the June quarter. I thought what's quite interesting, though, is Brisbane's downturn lasted six months, and we're now six months into a recovery. So we saw $47,000 lost in house price during the downturn. They've recouped about $14,000. So roughly about one third of that value has been recouped. Why do you think Canberra is a laggard? Canberra's that really interesting city. I mean, Canberra saw one of the steepest increases. Hold on, hold on, Nicola. I'm jumping in here. Canberra is a really interesting city is what you said. 
I did. That- <laughs> it's a great city. It's a great city. I'm going to have lots of people angry at me for saying that. I take it back. Great city, Canberra. Very interesting. Go on. <laughs> it is a wonderful city, and I think a wonderful city to raise children. Um, Canberra. Oh, see, has- Nicola, that that's not helping the argument there. You know, <laughs> when you say it's a wonderful city to raise children, which it is. So, so what's happening in the housing market in Canberra, though? So Canberra saw one of the steepest increases during the pandemic. And I'm saying that because it's important context to know in respect to the downturn and kind of where it is now in the property price cycle. It's only just found a price trough. So it found that price trough originally in March over the March quarter, and it's held at that price trough over the June quarter. What we saw is prices rose, some of the highest growth was recorded in Canberra, it was Canberra and Hobart. And what we have saw during the downturn is Canberra saw the deepest decline out of all of the capital cities, fell 11.9% uh, from its peak. And it's only just found a price trough. I think the change in affordability, it's now, you know, it became a million dollar housing market during the pandemic, it re- reached that million dollar mark. But also one of the observations that I always take from Canberra's housing market is when you have a look at demographic trends and what Canberra has or the ACT has at the moment is a a negative outflow. So it's losing residents to other states and territories. My observation is every time we tend to see that, we do see a blip in house prices. This is a fairly significant blip and it's the deepest decline that Canberra has ever experienced in terms of downturn. So it is slightly later in its property cycle, but I think what we're likely to see now is it's going to move into a steady recovery. Stay with me, Nicola. We'll be back in a minute. I'm speaking to Dr. Nicola Powell, Chief of Research and Economics at Domain. The reason for all this, not leaving Canberra aside now, so the, for the national capital cities, the reason it remains, you know, strong demand, low supply, is that still the case? Fundamentally, yes. Look at the, and it sounds almost, uh, you know, a very simplistic way of, of putting it. But, you know, we have seen this mismatch between supply and demand. And really, I mean, it's a usual trend during a downturn where you see sellers just sit back and wait to see what happens. And I think that that reaction from sellers was even more poignant during this particular downturn because of obviously rising interest rates and everything else that was occurring economically. So we saw a weak flow of new listings coming onto the market since spring of last year. That continued over 2023. But what we're starting to see is demand started to rise. We still had that weak supply flow, but it started to change in uh, more recent weeks. And what we've started to see is an improvement in the flow of new listings. And when you look across the different capital cities, Sydney, Melbourne, Canberra and Darwin, what we've got now, new listings in these four capital cities are higher than the five-year average. This is a massive shift, particularly so in in a city like Sydney, which really had a weak flow of new listings. And I think what we're likely to see is the June quarter was probably a strong performer in terms of the pace of growth, particularly in Sydney. 5.3% is quite a whopper in terms of the rate of price growth. And I think once we, if we continue to see these new listings increase, what that's likely to do is slow down the rate of price gain, which I think is a good news for both buyers and sellers. I mean, selling conditions are still pretty strong and we've got good conditions in in auction markets um, where we've got clearance rates above 70% on the combined capital city level uh, for the first time since October of 2021. So we have seen a vast improvement. 
Okay, so but what you're saying there in those cities is that it's not that prices will go backwards, they will continue to climb, just not as fast as they have been. Absolutely. Look, we still stand by our forecast, uh, which we put out about five weeks ago now. And we are predicting that this financial year, we will see a slow and steady pricing recovery across our capital cities. We still stand by that. I do think that that jump over the June quarter was an unusually strong one spurred by this constant lack of new listings. But that tide, as I said, is starting to change. And it's going to be a trend to watch if we continue to see that being strong in terms of that flow of new listings. And we all know that when it comes to spring, you see that listings boost. But the question is, how strong is that listings boost going to be? Um, And I think once we see that unravel, it's going to be able to help us understand where uh, and the depth of price growth in terms of what we'll see in the coming quarters. Okay, there's been a bit around in the media in the past week or so about investors selling up. What does that mean for the market? Yeah, there there has been. And I, and look, and I think when you think about an increase in investment activity or, or investors selling up, you know, they're going to be in those prime investment suburbs, which aren't necessarily those areas that are owner-occupier dominated. So it might not necessarily be the right stock that's coming onto the market. And I do think that, you know, there is still going to be this high competition for quality family homes in the right suburbs. But I also think on on the flip side of that, it's great news for first-home buyers because what you tend to find is investors and first-home buyers compete for similar priced properties. And if we've got investors selling up, that's good news for first-home buyers. It's not necessarily good news for the rental market because if we see rental supply dwindle any further, you know, it's going to create a very dire situation in the rental market. Okay. Now, what have happened to the mortgage cliff, Nicola? I've forgotten about the mortgage cliff. Aren't we all supposed to be falling off the cliff and people rolling off those lower fixed rate mortgages under higher variable rates and a disaster was coming? What's happened? Look, uh, very interesting question. Look, this has been one that we've been tracking pretty intensively. We look at this on listings on domain and we look at those that are deemed as distressed listings. And that's by, you know, associated words, whether they're must sell, mortgage repossessed. And the trend that we're seeing is overall distressed listings remain contained. And in some capital cities, they're actually falling. In Sydney, we've seen them consistently fall as a percentage of total listings over this year to date. What I would say to that, though, there are certain pockets of weakness. And this is what I would expect to see. You know, we're going to see areas in particularly in the mortgage belt, particularly in Sydney, where you've got to be highly leveraged to gain access to that market. So I'm talking areas like the west of Sydney, out of southwest, Blacktown, you know, those much more affordable areas where perhaps people stretch themselves financially. We're starting to see an increase in distress listings there. But also going back to what we were saying about an increase in listings, part of my thinking is here where why are we seeing an unseasonable lift in new listings? I think for two reasons. Firstly, we can't disregard the pent-up supply that's been building since spring of last year. I think the persistent recovery in our housing market has been enough to be a draw card to for sellers to go, right, now is the time. But the second reason is I think what we've probably seen is some homeowners are actually probably selling before they get into financial difficulties. So that doesn't mean that they're currently in financial distress and they're a distress listing, but it might mean that they're thinking, I'm not going to be able to meet these higher mortgage repayments. Let's sell while conditions are good for selling, but also before I've got in that financially desperate state. 
Nicola, thank you for talking to Fear and Greed. Thank you. That was Dr. Nicola Powell, Domain's Chief of Research and Economics. This is the Fear and Greed Business Interview. Join us every morning for the full episode of Fear and Greed, Australia's best business podcast. I'm Sean Elmer. Enjoy your day.